0: Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique Vince, my co-host, and today we are excited because we have a guest, Hampton Roads. Here we come. Uh, we love traveling. But I'll let Vince introduce.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping for joy here as well. Yeah, we are joined today with Tessa Robinson. She is the executive editor at We Are the Mighty. And I want to know all about that too. But yes, from Hampton the Rose, Virginia metropolitan area. So Tessa, welcome to the show. Happy August. Tell us a little bit about you.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been fans of your podcast for a long time. I think it's really important that we talk about leadership Uh, But first to talk about myself, um, I I have two kids. I live in Hampton Roads. I spent 13 years with the federal government. So I'm a bit of a recovering bureaucrat uh, and serve as executive editor at We Are the Mighty and just absolutely love great storytelling, which is why I'm thrilled to be on this podcast.
0: Outstanding. And and look, we've been waiting a little while to get this on the road and have you in here. Storytelling, what what a wonderful thing to wrap yourself around. Uh, So tell us a little bit more about We Are the Mighty itself.
2: We Are the Mighty does a lot of really incredible things. So we're a multifaceted production company. Uh, We do everything from documentaries. We had uh, some of the first embeds at uh, Army Boot Camp. So we did a documentary called uh, 10 Weeks Docu Series. We've done consulting on different television shows. Currently, our chief content officer, Chase Millsap, is consulting and screenwriting on Chuck Lorre's The United States of Al. Uh, number two comedy right after the Big Bang Theory on Thursday night, selfish plug there. Uh, we also do, you know, my, my job is really the editorial side. So we have a, a website, and we have just some phenomenal writers, and we tell really important and great stories. So we do a lot of the military culture, everything from, you know, 10 things not to say to your drill sergeant, uh, to the military history, we do it today in military history that we have uh, every day, uh, to some of the, the lighter sides of interviews with uh, really just cool, cool veterans. Uh, we do a lot, and it's a lot of fun to work there.
1: Oh, awesome. You know what? I can't wait to know more about how to get a hold of you. We'll say that to the end. But right now, we <laughs> shared a little bit of what you are doing. Anything else about uh, We Are the Mighty? Uh, that you're doing and how are you holding up with the current pandemic and everything has been going on with our changes in our world.
2: You know, I was really lucky. I came onto We Are the Mighty in January of 2020, uh, right before the whole world exploded. And they took a little bit of a gamble on me. We are the Mighty is located in Hollywood. Um, All of our staff, majority of our staff is in California. Uh, And I I of course, you know, live on the East Coast and made a case for why it would be so great to have an executive editor on the East Coast on East Coast Time. Uh, so I've always been remote uh, where it impacted us with the pandemic was just the travel. You know, I was so fortunate we got to go to the Super Bowl, uh, not to the actual game, but got to interview players through USAA's Salute to Service Lounge uh, right before the pandemic hit. I got to go to New York to do uh, some interviews with folks who were going to be in uh, the new Top Gun movie, which was incredible. So the travel opportunities were so great that first you know month and a half and then everything really shut down. But for us as a virtual team, uh, I think really, you know, took it in stride and, and powered through. And, you know, fortunately for a lot of publishers, last year at least, everybody was on their internet. <laughs> and so people were reading a lot of our content. I think as the world's open back up, I think a lot of publishers are seeing that people are putting down their devices and disconnecting. And so it's never been more important to tell great stories.
0: That's absolutely correct. I mean, there's been people waiting on the fringes to dive in and get back into in person participation. I'm seeing a lot of it uh, across LinkedIn. And so that's great to see. Great that you guys have had a positive impact on the internet side where you get all the gains from the viewership. So, what is in store? What's the future look like?
2: Well, we're seeing, you know, across the board, for at least for editorial, that great storytelling is not going anywhere. There's Always a story to be had. I love having new writers on the, on the site. I love new voices. We'll talk about that in a little bit about how to write for We Are the Mighty. Uh, but we're also as a company kind of pivoting in, in what we're doing and what we're focusing on. Uh, we've been doing a lot of government contract work. Last winter, we produced a um, Sound of the Bells, a uh, holiday special with the US Army Field Band, which was incredible to do. We're doing a lot of work with the, the VA right now and VHA. Um, so it's been a, a really fun to just broaden our horizons outside of solely a website.
1: You know, broadening the horizons is the way to go. And telling those amazing stories is definitely going to capture people's hearts and people's souls. So thank you for doing that. I'm glad they brought you on. You, you, you put your case out there and they got you on board from the East Coast. So thank you for that. So let's transition. You mentioned the word pivot. So let's us pivot and talk about our leadership discussion, hence the leadership boy. Uh, So Tessa, let's start off by asking you what professional development areas do you work on to improve your capabilities as a leader?
2: You know, I've been so fortunate, really, not just even throughout my career, but throughout my life. In high school, I attended a leadership camp. I went to some kids, you know, went to archery and kayaking camp. I went to economics and leadership camp. So I should tell you how cool I was in high school. Uh, but really from a young age had so many opportunities and really a privilege to be exposed to different types of leadership development. So I'm just continuously learning, continuously reading, um, continuously trying to get feedback from our team, from not just the people I work for, but the the team that works for me to always develop and always grow. There's always more you can do.
0: Absolutely. And growth is part of leadership, right? Uh, we mo- We know if you stay stagnant, you die, and so uh, I'm. I'm so happy that hey, as a youngster, you were in those camps. I appreciate it, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so good on you for investing early, right? Because there's a lot of people trying to invest right now. But when we talk about leadership and and going back to your age, a, as you went to this camp uh, so early on, there's so many early on right now that are wondering, man, how do I get to where Tesla's at? That? How do I get to be some of these leaders that I keep hearing on, on these podcasts, on these shows. So what kind of advice would you give them uh, that those emerging leaders that are coming up right now?
2: I would say first and foremost, find a team event, whether it's team sports. I mean, I played every sport growing up. Um, You find so much leadership through coaching, through mentoring, you know, whether that's in a band and it's the director of the orchestra, whether it's, you know, some sort of musical and you're on a set or you're in a a theater company, uh, find something where you're working with other people because you're learning so much about not just how to build a collaborative network, but you're also seeing those people who are in charge. And some of the examples are what not to do, and that's okay. Uh, Majority of what you're getting is great leadership through coaching, through mentoring. um, And I would encourage everybody to get involved with that. And also look for leadership programs. I mean, I I went to the um, Foundation for Teaching Economics and Economics for Leaders summer camp between your junior and senior high school. They still run it. Uh, It's one of the most incredible experiences I had, especially as an emerging leader. And some of those lessons are things that I not only took with me, you know, as a 16, 17, 18 year old, but things that I employ every day.
1: You know, you first have to find that team, as Tessa mentioned, folks who are listening in and understand that that's where growth happens, understand that, you know, learn from the coach or the mentor, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And let's talk a little bit about challenges because that's part of team development and becoming a great leader. So yourself, Tessa, how do you handle challenges you faced or you're currently facing?
2: I would say anytime I'm facing a challenge, I try to get to the root of what really is the issue. And I think that, especially in a team dynamic, if you can figure out what motivates people and also how they feel valued. If you can break those two things down, uh, really you can work through any challenge together. If you know what the intent is, if you can figure out how to tackle something together, what the end result is, communication is the most important thing of working through any challenge. Setting aside your biases, setting aside your personal opinion and really figuring out just how to make people feel valued. I've found, You know, as long as somebody knows that they're an important part of solving a problem, they're more inclined to help you solve it.
0: Well, I tell you, that's amazing. I'm currently in a Harvard course on leadership and you just summed the whole course up in 30 seconds. (laughs) That's amazing. So uh, that's great. Uh, And I'll tell you which one after the show. But uh, right now, what? we're not only facing challenges, right? We're uh, facing a lot of times of change. There's just change constantly. Uh, Pre-pandemic, in the pandemic and post-pandemic, we could guarantee that we're gonna be in some form of change. So what kind of strategies do you build around uh, yourself and your team when it comes to change?
2: I think the most important part of any change dynamic is ensuring that everybody feels like they're along for the ride. You know people have different change indicators some people really thrive in a dynamic fluid environment and love you know that military word agility Uh, some people don't and they're really reserved and almost afraid of change and i found especially for those people understanding what people's change indicator is uh, if they like change if they do well with it or if they're more afraid of it just ensuring that they know not just when things are changing, why things are changing, and how they'll be brought along as part of it. Um, it, it just makes it so much easier on everybody. There's nothing worse than receiving a document saying, hey, we, we made this change in a vacuum and now figure it out, uh, which, you know, as, as veterans of the military, I'm sure you understand. I worked for the federal government for 13 years and definitely understand. Um, but when you bring people along as part of the decision making and as part of the implementation process, it feels more like a, a family event than it does a uh, mandated mandated change.
1: Absolutely. Bringing people along, let them be invested and empower them because it is about the team, so it's true because we got a bigger mission in, in, in store. So this is great. I mean, uh, we could go on and on and on talking with you, Tessa, but folks that are listening in, how do they either get a hold of you? or want to write for We Are the Mighty or learn more about We Are the Mighty? How would they do that?
2: So wearethemighty.com is our website, and that's where we publish all of our articles. Uh, The best way to get a hold of me is to email me, and it's tessa.robinson at wearethemighty.com, and to send me an article pitch. You know, tell me what you want to write about. Tell me why. And most importantly, tell me who you are. You know, if you're somebody that listened to the podcast and say, I love leadership and I want to write about leadership, amazing. If you're somebody who really likes tanks and World War II relics, and you want to write about that, fantastic. You like entrepreneurship, there's a corner of our world for you. Uh, That's the best thing I think about running a global publisher is that we really do have the opportunity to foster so many voices. Um, I have a team of 91 writers right now, and I'm so proud of that, of really showcasing the diversity of the military community, the military spouse voice, military family members. And really just patriots who love the military too. We've got some civilians who write for us as well. So whatever your military connection is, there's definitely a place for you and your voice on We Are the Mighty.
0: That's outstanding. And uh, hey, uh, Vince, we better start writing, brother. That's, that's we, need to get, we need to get get something in there. But uh, we're so happy to have you, Tessa. And, and folks, if you're listening, if you want to get a hold of us, the at gmail.com is where you're going to write. And we would love to hear what you have to say about the podcast, anything that you may suggest, any person you would like to see on the show. We look, uh, love to look that over and curate it and, and have it as a possibility. But for today, Tessa, you've been great. Thank you so much for being with us. And and Vince has got some other commentary to go here, but I'm going to let it over.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we are the mighty. Sharing stories is very powerful. So I'm glad you definitely have a team that whoever has a little bit of DNA of the military, uh, they can definitely turn to We Are the Mighty. So folks listening in, Tessa is your your, your powerhouse to make that happen. Um, but folks out there, we are trying to reach a goal of re- having 200 subscribers on our YouTube channel, The Leadership Void. All you have to do is hit subscribe. You enter into a drawing to win this wonderful book called Standing Old, the Salute Edition by Scott McGregor. All you got to do is hit And you see not only Tessa's interview, but you have 70 other leaders out there too as well. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every 1st and the 15th, another thing we do is we give opportunities to have first responders and veterans, military spouses and patriots listen in, uh, do kind of like a buddy check. It's called Radio Check. 1st and the 15th, 1900 hours, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope you tune in. That's LinkedIn Live, folks. And lastly, next week, we're going to talk to another individual a veteran in the publishing area arena as well. So we got more stories to tell from the leadership Void. but today we have the story from, we are the mighty from Tessa Robinson. Thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the leadership Void podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.